ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. We hope that you leave today inspired, gaining some new wisdom, and excited to have met another amazing individual from this big, beautiful world that we live in. My name is Stacey Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored, as always, to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. I really wish that Mother Nature would make up her mind, because in the last 12 hours, it snowed, it rained, and the sun is out, but now it's windy. So, I just want to... I, <laughs> you just, just want to know how to Getting dress? Yeah, I just good. want to know, like, otherwise, good. How are you? I'm, I'm very good and, and the same. I mean, day before yesterday, we were at almost at 80 degrees, and now we're at just above 40, and the wind's blowing. And it, it's cold, and I got birds that are even like, are we supposed to be here yet? You know, they're even confused because they can't decide, so I'm with you on that. And you know what that does for me, Cass? I sit there, and I look at I look at outside and I look at the news and I look at the snowstorms and the hurricanes and the earthquakes and the floods and I think how blessed I am to get to sit in the comfort of my home and meet the most amazing people all around the world and none of that, is, none of that has a, a negative effect on me in the least. And I pray for those that are, that are messed by it, you know, that are, that are being harmed by it, but I'm so grateful that this is the life I get to do right this minute. How about you? Where does your gratitude come into play when we talk about this podcast? You know, I think I've said it before, but in my life, right, I have three small kids. I live in a small town in West Texas. The likelihood of me crossing paths with 99.6% of our guests it's because they're from all over the world. So this gives me the opportunity to meet people and hear their stories and shine a light on their awesomeness that I would normally get to. Wow. I love that. I, I, me too. You know people I would never, what are the chances I'm going to bump into my, the friends we met in Denmark the other day at Walmart? Right, Flynn's none. I, I can't see those chance meetings, so many of them coming. So what a blessing right there we're here. So let's get this show on the road without further ado. Today we have a lady joining us from St. Louis, Missouri, at least for the minute. Mrs. Danielle, please join us, Danielle. How are you today? I am good. Hey, I'm right there with you guys about the weather. I feel like that's happening all over the country right now. You know, last week it was like, 60 degrees outside, hanging out with the kids, enjoying the weather. And then this week it's rain, you know, it's wind, it's cold, it's sunny, it's not. So I feel like that's happening all over the country right now. I think you're right. So tell us, yeah, but you kick us off. Tell us who is Danielle, what do you do, how can you do that, and how can we connect with you? Well, my name is Danielle, and... Man, what do I do? In short, I'm a trauma practitioner, but there's a story behind that. I started this work because I've always been one that's really curious about why people do what they do. 
but also about why do things not stick for certain people that stick for others. And it led me down a quest from, I was in the matchmaking world, not for too long, but I was in the matchmaking world setting up profiles for people, um, especially women, but also men. And these women didn't really know themselves, nor if you don't know yourself, how could you possibly love yourself? And I really just wanted to understand why they weren't, you know, attracting these men that they wanted in their lives and why they were continuing to create the same patterns in their lives. And that led me down this journey of becoming a trauma practitioner. But really it was my story. Um, I struggled with my own depression, my own anxiety, my sleepless nights, my chronic pain, so many different things um, for years and also alongside my sister. And it got to a point where my sister was in a psych ward and I was still dealing with pretty deep depression. And I was sent home from college and basically kind of starting over. And we just realized after searching for answers alongside with my mom that we weren't receiving the answers we were looking for. There was something that just wasn't sticking. You know, no matter how much I was in a therapist's office with some of the best therapists, no matter how much I was going to all these different doctors, and trying all these different modalities, nothing was really sticking for me. And we knew at that point there had to be something else that we weren't really figuring out. And that's when we really started to do our own research and basically by working with so many other individuals, we now have a proven method to be able to help people, a very specific type of client who is, what you would known as highly sensitive person, someone who absorbs emotions, someone who's an empath, because really, to be honest, there's not much out there for people like that. And I'm really here to change people's view on how they work through their trauma and also how they view it. But not only their trauma, but also their relationships, experiences they've been through in their lives, and really helping those people see that they can have those profound life changes in their world. Ah, you know, that's pretty powerful. So it's like zero and out. I'm sorry, Cassie, can you repeat that? Oh, I said it's like therapeutic behavioral analysis. Actually, it's kind of different than that. It's really about the body. Um, it's really about understanding the body and understanding the emotions in the body. It's an alternative to therapy. It's an alternative approach. It's, a, it's an alternative method. So it's for someone really who's done the therapy, who's done all the different medical stuff, even maybe has gone more of a holistic route, but what they have found isn't, um, it doesn't work for them. And so it's an alternative to that. There's really not, there's definitely psychology in it, um, but that I would not say that's the main focus. It's really um, as much as it's something that's been researched and there's different modalities in it, it really is a, a God-given gift that my mom and I have been given to be able to help people in their souls really figure out what's going on for them so they don't have to continue to keep managing their symptoms. Mm, interesting. Interesting. You know, I think... I have some experience in the behavioral health field myself, about 12 years. And 
people's response to therapy so many times, it, they, I've seen them begin to believe that because this one therapist wasn't taking them to that place they needed and they weren't finding their answers there, that it was hopeless that there were no answers for them. Right? And that mm-hmm. I've tried all the things there are. I've tried all the Western medicine. I've tried the pills. I've tried the therapy and nothing works. It's a hopeless case. And they don't realize there are so many things outside that. Right? Like sometimes I have a, sometimes I conflict with therapy because I feel like if you keep going back, beating the same horse, how do you ever go forward? Right. Right. And so, and you know, yeah. not that it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for them at that time. They need something different, those people. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. Kathy, how, how how does that sit with you, even through the lens of the recovery world, or however you want to see? Well, I think it just always takes me back to the, the main point, right? That different things work for different people. Unless you're willing to step outside the box. Right. Sometimes you don't have anything to do. I'm not, Kathy. I'm not. We're not picking up your voice. Yeah, it's I cut it out. It's about every tenth sound. Yeah, uh, and not yet. And I, I know that I, we, I know that we need to hear what you have to say. Okay. It's, it's like there's an interference somewhere. Um. So while we rectify that, I'm going to walk on with you a little bit, Danielle. Through your experience, through the gift that you, your mother and you have discovered, through the people you work with, the path you've walked, have you come up with a definition for the word hero? And if so, who have you met in your lifetime that would be an example of that? Hmm. So you're asking me, you're asking me, like, what's my definition of a hero? Yes, ma'am. How would you define that in your, what's your definition of that? And then who have you met along the way that fits that description for you? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Ooh, okay. So my definition of a hero is really someone who is able to see someone, who's really able to see someone's power, is able to see someone's light. You know, right now we're living in a world where there's so many people um, unfortunately, that are no longer here with us because they had felt such a deep pain and wanted to get rid of that pain, and they felt the only way to get rid of that pain was through not being here, right, through committing suicide. And I would say, you know, my definition of being a hero is seeing those people, is seeing people in their darkest times, seeing people in their, their darkest hours, but being able to really see them for who they are and, and bringing them out of that place and showing them that there's something different and allowing those people to be able to really get into their purpose because those people are so needed in our world and we've lost so many people um, because, right, for different reasons, but in my belief, we've lost those people because the methods that they had tried or the voice that they didn't feel that they had, there was no way out. And I feel like as a society, if we can be more of those heroes that can really start to notice people in their darkest times, I think we could save a lot of lives. So that's really what hero means to me. Um, I would say, oh my God, I have so many heroes in my life, but 
I would really say my heroes are the people that walk into my life and that really see me and that see my gifts and that don't, you know, that don't question you, that just know, that trust you, that just trust who you are as a person and how you show up and someone that really can see you in those moments of, you know, weakness. We're all on our own journey and we have those moments where we do find that weakness inside of ourselves. So to be able to have those people is just, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely amazing yeah. having those people. Um, and I've had a lot of mentors in my life, but um, specifically I actually met this guy. His name's Danny. I met him not too long ago, actually. And just his light and his presence and just who he is as a person, he's just a breath of fresh air. And, you know, cool. I'm on my own and getting this business out there and getting it to people who really need it. You know, I'm here for a very specific individual. And, you know, it might not be, you know, as someone's listening to this, it might not be for you, but it definitely be for someone that you really love and someone that you really care about. And he just, he's there just to help me to continue to fight for my dream because I have very, very large dreams and dreams that some people think are very unobtainable, but he just believes in me so much. And I would say he's definitely been a hero in my life because he's able to be there and support me in my dream. So that's just an example of someone who's come into my life actually recently. That's really neat. You know, when you hear the word hero, I think we talk a lot of times about you get this skewed definition, not even skewed, but we get this preconceived notion that a hero is some sort of a super, superhuman figure very wealthy mm-hmm. corner office, big influence, right? And so many times they're just, this guy I met the other day that said this one thing to me and he was my hero for the day, right? My Sunday mm-hmm. school teacher, my mom, my grandmother. It's so humbling to take that big, beautiful word and, and bring it down to real people. I love it. What's you, Cass? Where does that all resonate with you? I think it's cool, you know, and I think the the older you get, the closer to home your hero becomes, right? Because I have an eight-year-old, and if you ask him who his hero is, Captain America all the way. But, you know, the older you get, the more you realize that being a hero doesn't have anything to do with superpowers. Mm. So I think that's, that's cool. So let me ask you a, let me ask you another question. If you had to... Tell our audience one life lesson that you have learned along the way that you think they should all know. What would it be? I mean, the thing that really comes up for me is just really listening to yourself. And if you don't know how to listen to yourself, really finding that practice that allows you to listen to yourself because you're born here for a reason, right? We all know this. We're born here for a reason. We all have a unique gift. But you got to go a little bit deeper into that and realizing that if your purpose doesn't get done, then it doesn't get done in the world. And the only way to really, I believe, to really know your purpose is to listen to yourself and to listen to that voice in the beginning might be very quiet in the beginning might feel kind of foreign, but the closer that you can get to that voice and the louder that voice can get, the more you're able to really get in your truth. And I will say, 
you know, when you don't listen to your truth, that's when you start to listen to other voices outside of you. That's when you start to take on other people's energies, and that's what keeps you the farthest away from your purpose and what you're meant to do. And it doesn't have to be this large purpose. It, you know, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. It can be something so small as, you know, you're with a group of friends and everyone's, you know, not going up to this person that's maybe on the street, but you feel really connected to going up to someone on the street. You know, it's really important to be able to listen to that voice because it's going to be you that is that person that makes that specific experience happen. And that's that, tri- that's that trickle effect that you're going to have. That's that ripple effect that you're going to have on society of you getting really in tune with your own voice. I love that. I think that takes a lot of pressure off, you know, for, you know, people always say everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a, just like you said, everybody's here for a reason. And I think that it's overwhelming sometimes for people because they spend so much time trying to figure out what their grand purpose is, right? What their, their, they're supposed to have this big, huge mm-hmm. end game. When really it can be something basic. We were talking not too long ago about kids, you know, and the sometimes you get lost in the swing of, you know, being a mom and you kind of lose your identity. But one of the things that I was pointing out in that conversation is that sometimes your purpose in life is not necessarily something you do, but possibly someone that you raise, right? That can Mm -hmm. be your greatest contribution. So listening to that, I think, is very important. I completely agree. We, We live in a society now that it's like, what's your purpose? You know, what's your why? And it's amazing for the people that do know it, but the people that are listening to this right now and don't know it, you know, another, you know, another aspect I want to share about that is just walk through one door, like open that door. And I think so many people of what I see are so afraid to open that door. I was too for a long time, but to open that door, because if you don't go through that door, you're not going to get another door and your purpose doesn't come from one interaction. It doesn't come from, you know, one thing. Yeah, you might, you know, be very connected in a, in a spiritual sense or into God or anything like that, and you might feel things and hear things and have that gift, but it still doesn't come from one interaction. It really comes from many different interactions. So you have to be willing to open that door. So if someone's on here listening right now and they're like, I don't know my purpose. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like, You've got to open that nudge. You've got to open that one door, which will continuously lead you down all the other doors. You have to be willing to open that one door. Otherwise, the door will never open, and you'll never know what's behind that door. And that can be scary to some people. And that's where listening to yourself and listening to your voice and not necessarily – it's not that you can't listen to others around you, but being very selective to what you listen to outside of you um, will really help you find that purpose along the way. Oh, what great advice. 
You know, I, I think that's so solid. We were, we were talking the other day about the difference between hearing and listening. Right? And we can hear ourselves talk, but we can't, we don't, sometimes we don't listen to our own inner self, right? Um, so I think that's, I think it's a huge challenge to learn to listen to yourself. I think it's just so important. I love that. Okay, so let me ask you one more question. Of all the things that you've learned and your moments of acquired knowledge, if this was your chance to make a one-line statement of wisdom to the world, what does your T-shirt say? What's your one-liner of wisdom? Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. My line of wisdom. I have so many, but what I would say is that what you're trying to work through it's deeper than you ever could imagine it being, but it's not complicated to work through. But if you're someone that is, you know, highly sensitive, absorbs emotions, tried many different modalities, I'm really here to tell you that it is deeper than you could imagine, but it is not complicated to work through. It's actually really simple. And I just want people to know, even if, you know, they're in the trenches, that they can they can work through it, and they can become so much stronger than they ever thought possible. Mm, that's gorgeous. How many people don't recognize how strong they are because they've survived that 100% of their very worst day so far? Mm. I mean, that right there is strength, isn't it? Yeah. And people don't recognize their strength until they realize you you survived 100% of it to this minute. You got this? Like cold people that say, oh, I don't have hope. I don't have any hope left. Well, do you make a doctor's appointment? You set your alarm? Because if you do, then you're anticipating that moment coming. That's hope. It just doesn't look like hope, but that's hope. Right? Just taking that one step, you know. I think, you know, I work with all different people of different ranges, right? Some people are in society and they're, they're killing it in so many different ways, but they're miserable inside, right? And then there are the people that are in the trenches, and it's like you got to just take that one step. Like if you're somebody that is in the trenches right now and you're listening to this, like you have to. Like I've been in the trenches. Like you have to take one step, and it comes from you, right? Like it can come from an inspiration of listening to this or listening to somebody else, but at the end of the day, no one's going to force you to do it. You have to force yourself. You have to take a step. And once you take those steps, that's when those doors start to open. So I just want someone who's listening to this to really understand that it doesn't have to be complicated because I feel like in society we're taught it is complicated. I feel like we're taught to chip away at things for years, and I just don't believe in that with the work that I do. It's beautiful. I feel the same way about recovery. Right? There's about addiction. People get very overwhelmed with 12 steps when really, in all reality, there should only be three, right? You <laughs> fix it, live it, carry on. Identify it, fix it, and then live it. There's not, that's not complicated. What's the problem? How do you fix it? How do we move on? Right. Way less complicated than 12 steps and 36 under there. You know, it just, it, 
very basic if you look at it like that. So I agree. It's not difficult. Less difficult than you might envision it to be once you finally open the door, right? Sometimes we pray for God to open the door, but we won't let go of the doorknob. Yeah, and it's also, you know, it's not difficult once you find the thing that works for you, right? Like if you're trying all these different modalities, it can be pretty exhausting. But, again, once you can listen to your voice and maybe go, you know, maybe it's not what your mom would have said or your dad would have said or your friends would tell you to do, but you feel that in your heart, there's a reason. And when you find what it is that you're looking for, you know, I agree. Like, it's not difficult. But you have to find what works for you. You have to. The quest, is, the quest for that is what's difficult. I totally exactly. agree. And that's, so many people quit on the quest because the quest is hard. It's not always yeah. easy, but it's worth it if you just stick it out. Ladies, I know that I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I could just keep having it. But with respect to you, Daniela, as our guest, and with respect to our audience, we're going to have to find a place to wind down. I would like to start by saying thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your transparency, and for the space that you provide for people. You are probably more people's hero than you recognize in a day, so thank you for that. Um, Kathy, thank you. How would you, you're welcome. Kathy, what would your final message be to our audience today? We've been talking about the fact that you don't get anywhere if you don't ever take that first step, right? So my challenge today for our audience is to take that first step, right? And if you're scared to take it, write it down and psych yourself up for it and then take it because that first step can lead to so many other things. Amen. Danielle, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? I just want to say that, you know, everyone says that, like, there's a, there's a time, right? There's that time that was that time that did change their life and was that inspiration for them. And really just to allow yourself to listen to my words and listen to our words, you know, as a group, right? Like, together we are in this and to really figure out what you resonate with and what you connect to. And my biggest thing that I tell people is, you know, if this is your answer, that's great, and reach out. If it's not, figure out what it is that your answer is and that person that's been knocking on your door and go talk to that person. Go connect with that person because the world really does need you and there's so much more to you than what you're showing up as right now. So just know that change can happen very, very quickly. 